Well, good morning. As Mark uh, shared, as he welcomed us, you know, it is wonderful to uh, have the freedom in the country to be here this morning, right? There are, there are many people around the world uh, that, quite frankly, don't enjoy this freedom. And, uh, you know, you often hear maybe once a year, you know, it's something we shouldn't take for granted, right? And, and we shouldn't. And it's worth the time and investment for the parade and the fireworks and whatever else you might have done. Uh, and it also is a discipline. It is a discipline, the busyness of life. And maybe, you know, you grew up in this country. And so it's maybe something that, quite frankly, we take for granted. And it's just not a big deal. Um, but quite frankly, it is a big deal. And, and I wanted to speak this morning uh, and connect uh, our faith with freedom. Because I think that, quite honestly, I'm not so sure how many of us celebrate our freedom in Christ even as much as we did yesterday. And, and I, I want to look at that, and I want, I want to ask that question, why? Why is that? Uh, I had, you, many of you uh, know I have five kids, and taken them through the school system here, and at various times I've had to pick them up on the last day of school at Nordoff. And I forget which, uh, which child it was on the last day I would get there um, before the major renovation, and you got to park right on the curb. So I would get there early, and it's the last day of school, and you know all the parents are just waiting in their cars. And I'll never forget that one. This, this one uh, really struck me. When the final bell rang at Nordoff on that day, on that last day, you heard a collective yell, and then they just came ru rushing out of the classrooms with enthusiasm. Right? So last day of school, Quiet, 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 you know, whatever, 247, I know it's coming. Ring, woo! And they come flooding out. What was behind the woo? Freedom. How many of you remember your last days of school? Right? And how many of you remember, like, if you had, if you, you know, to uh, date yourself, how many of you had the clocks? Right? And, like, you would swear, like, at 257, it went backwards. You're like, how did it go backwards? What is that, right? And you're like watching it, watching it. Bell rings. What is, the, what is the word that comes to mind? Freedom. Summer. We're done with this teacher. Ah, done with homework. Some of you who are seniors, done with Nordoff or wherever you went, right? Done. Freedom. And then you have this realization of freedom and you almost can't help yourself with the woo. Right? Isn't it like the truth of freedom is like connected to your emotions, Freedom is fun. Freedom is like, let's do this. It's very positive. It's like, yes, freedom, right? And so I want to I ask you why this morning, if we say, you know, we're free in Christ. Amen, brother. <laughs> Amen. Free, free in Christ, right? Look, Galatians 5.1. For freedom, Christ has set us. See? Right there. Free. <laughs> Free. For freedom, Christ has set us. Free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Right? Like... We're free in Christ. In fact, you know, we often say church is a gathering of the redeemed. You know what the church is? You know, if you're sitting around believers, this is the gathering of the free. Like the eternally free. Like the saved by grace through faith, name written in the book of life, free. That's who you're sitting around. I told, told you, Tyler, it was going to be one of these moments. Like, that's awesome, bro. Hey, I'm free. 
But on the last day of school, you were like, free! You're going to heaven. That's, that's yeah, that's cool, bro. Free. Yeah. What, what, what happened? Like, honestly, what happened? Why do we not just add this exuberance when the reality of freedom in Christ should overwhelm us? Because according to this verse, again, look at verse 1. For what? Freedom. Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. If you're a believer, you, you got to understand, Christianity is about freedom. It is about freedom. Now, some of your wires are crossed right now. You're just like, wait. That, it, what? Because some of you, free, it's not freedom, it's following rules. Some of you, Christianity is not a relationship, it's regulations, right? It's not love, it's law. That's how you're living, right? It's not joy, it's judge and jury, right? It's not want to, it's have to. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you're here and your view of Christianity is have to, judge, jury, following rules, regulations, law and legalism, I would look like you too. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, moment of transparency and honesty. When I say Christianity, what first do you associate? Following rules, judge, jury, legalism, have to. Or is it um, joy, relationship, want to? <sighs> See, it's almost like you can't hide it. Now, some of you are like, what does he mean? It's like, <laughs> your face betrays you. <laughs> right? If it's freedom... With all the love in my heart, notify your face. <laughs> like seriously, where, where, where did it get so crossed? That right here again. Look, let's read it aloud together. <laughs> Galatians five one together. Ready? For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Okay, it's kind of like you put your faith in Jesus, last day of bell. Last, last, the bell. Right? You put your faith in Jesus, wing, and you should go, woo! Right? So what happened? What happened? Where's just the joy, the almost like I can't control spontaneous, it just wells up in me joy because I'm free. I'm free, right? What happened? Well, in this context, right, what has happened is the Judaizers have come in and they're causing uh, division and conflict in the church in Galatia because they said, hey, you know what? You know that good news? You know that gospel which is, you know, you're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, right? You know that good news? Well, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. 
What they had come in and they had told the believers was, you know what? It's got to be faith plus. It's faith plus. And in this specific context, it's faith plus circumcision. Okay, so we're going to read Galatians 5, 1 through 7, and you'll get the context. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore. He's talking to believers. He's talking to the church in Galatia. And do not, be, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. He's talking about the Old Testament law. Okay, the bondage. Look. I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ. You who would be justified by the law, you have fallen away from grace. Okay, he's not talking about losing your salvation. He's talking about you're moving away from the simplicity of receiving God's grace and living in grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? Great question for 2021. Hey, guys, you were running well. How many of you, if you've been walking with Jesus for a minute, how many of you remember the simplicity of the joy of your salvation when you first came to faith? You didn't know near as much as you know now. You might not even own the Bible. All you knew is that you put your faith in Jesus, you were saved, and you began this journey with him. How many of you remember that simplicity? And how many of you remember the, the freedom and joy that came with that? Well, who hindered you? You were running so well. And now, 20 years later, you walk into church and you're serious. Who's in my seat? Because <laughs> that's where I meet Jesus in this seat. Only this seat. Can I get the right angle? It's like, who hindered you? You were running so well. You were just happy to come to church and sit anywhere. To sit anywhere. Right? And, and all the things that we get hung up on suddenly, they didn't even matter back then. You were just like, had this new vision on life. Your Holy Spirit came in. You understand biblical truth. You started to see everything differently. You just wanted to get to church early, right? Early, because you couldn't wait to get here. And, and you had this joy when you came in, because you were like, I'm free. You were running well. Who hindered? What, 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 where is that? What's going on? Right, and, and I just want to ask that question on this July 4th, 2021, because I believe my prayer uh, for everyone here, everyone at home, welcome um, if you're at home, welcome if you're listening to this uh, during the week. I think July 4th, 2021 could just be a milestone in your walk. Because I think some of us have just lost the joy of the reality of freedom in Christ. With the best of intentions over time, We've just, as he says in verse 1, we've submitted again to a yoke of slavery. Now, I'm not saying that you're, you've gone back to the Old Testament and not, you're following the 613 laws that they created, commands. I'm not saying you're doing that. But what I am saying is maybe over time in your Christianity, it's been like Jesus plus a lot of good stuff. 
Jesus plus serving, Jesus plus going to church, Jesus plus I got to read my Bible, I got to read the whole Bible every year, Jesus plus a small group, Jesus plus giving, Jesus plus... And now these are not bad in and of themselves, but now if you are tying that to the joy of your salvation, you're just coming under bondage again. And now it's like, I got to do all this something more for him. Rather than like we talked about last week in grace and peace, he's coming in and through you. That's why you're doing this. Now, over time, you put this yoke of goodness, good intentions on you, and now it's just a yoke. Got to get to church early. Got to make the coffee. God, because you know, if the coffee's not ready right afterwards, they're so demanding. There's a long line. And before, before COVID, got to get to church and got to cut the donuts because if the donuts aren't cut right, get the complaints. And then where's the sprinkles? I got to get the sprinkles because, you know, there's the sprinkle crowd and then there's the chocolate icing crowd. And, and, and suddenly what started out really good, you don't even want to come to church anymore because you're just under this yoke of bondage. And the joy of serving and blessing others over time, again, it's like frog in the kettle, over time, it's just a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here, right? And it's like you get here early, right? Randy gets here early or whoever, and, and you're serving, da 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 and then, and then all the 10 o'clockers arrive. Like, they don't even help. They don't even appreciate that I was here at 8.30 making coffee. <laughs> right? And it's like, hey, good morning, Kathy. How's that freedom in Christ? Get out of my face. <laughs> you just arrive and you just drink the coffee. I'm here making the coffee. And you're like, whoa, what happened? Well, what happened is over time, it just became bondage. It's a yoke. And, and suddenly, like, oh, and maybe she's tired. I, mean, I, I love Kathy. We've known each other for years, so she, we're good, right? So I, I can use you all service, right? Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm going to anyway. So, um, but here, here's another tell if it's, a, if it's a yoke of bondage. Okay, so she's been serving faithfully, and she's been ser- serving faithfully for years. What if it's her time not to do it anymore? For no bad reason, I'll just it's her, it's her, it's her time. And, and, and <laughs> Cindy's like, she ain't going anywhere. <laughs> but she's afraid to tell us out of fear of what we're going to think. Even though she's been making coffee, her and Cindy, Cindy have been making coffee for five plus years. Now God's moving them on to a different ministry. But now it's like, oh, oh, but if I don't, if I, if I move on, who's going to do it? And, and. Are they going to think less of me? You see how it just turned into bondage? And that's going to kill your joy over time. Because now she's here out of duty. Right? Now I get it. It's good intentions and everything. But her heart is becoming hardened and burdened by a yoke that's put on her. Rather than just coming out of the freedom in Christ. If you're serving here at the well, we want you to do it because you're free in Christ. To use your gifts and talents as imperfectly as it might be. Just come because you've been set free and you want to use your gifts and talents to bless others. For as long as that is. 
It's fine. But we, even see, this is where even as pastorally, I have to be very careful that I don't put yokes on you. Hey, Barry, haven't seen you at men's group. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> you know, it'd be really good for you, Barry. It's online, it's Zoom, real convenient. There's no reason you shouldn't be. Are you going to be there? Oh, see, he's, he's, he knows me well enough to say no. But see, inadvertently, we can put these shoulds, oughts. It'd be good for you. Nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying small group isn't good. But I have to be careful that I'm not inadvertently weighing you down and, and spoiling and, and quenching your joy. Because now it's like, dude, I came in and I was so lit for Jesus. And now they're like, I got to do all this stuff. And, and again, it. There, I'm not saying we don't serve around here. We don't give sacrificially. We don't give sacrificially. We, don't, we do all that. But the question is, is it inside out or outside on your back? And that's why over time, I can say, or the Apostle Paul can say, for freedom, Christ has set us free. And you're like, yeah, I'm just tired. I'm tired. And, and my prayer for us is, is, as we walk through this, we're just going to focus really on this first verse. Uh, it says, stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. So the first command, he says, you know what? Christianity is about freedom. Christ has set you and me free. He says, stand firm. Stand firm. All right? It's an order. It's a command. It says, stay put. Don't move from the simplicity of faith. Don't move from it. Let the simplicity of trusting Jesus be the source of your joy and freedom. Amen? It's that simple. It's that simple. Out of that freedom, out of that new birth, let your life begin to manifest in different ways. Serving, change behavior, small group. Using, let, let, let it come from here, the source of freedom. But sometimes you have to stand firm. You have to stand firm. Now, it might be someone with best intentions. It might be even false teaching comes in. There might be a time where you have to say, no, no, I'm free in Christ. I'm not moving away from the simplicity of trusting Jesus as the source of my freedom. Okay? That, that, that's, that's, that's the heart. And, and so the basis of that, remember the uh, armor of God? We talked about the sword of the spirit, the word of truth. Well, here's some verses for you to stand firm. Galatians 3.13 Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on the tree. So how can I know? It's, Jesus, it's just Jesus. Galatians 3.13, Romans 10.4. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Christ is the end of the law. Amen? Oh my gosh, we live in such a performance-driven culture and we're always trying to measure up. And we're wondering if we did enough. Did we, did we make the cut? And some of us live our whole life thinking that, wondering, maybe insecure, maybe fearful. Did, did I do enough to get my name written in the book of life? Am I? You're still living under the law. You're insecure about your salvation. Romans 10, 4 says, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. It's the simplicity of belief, right? John MacArthur says this, Paul is saying that belief in Christ as Savior and Lord brings to an end the sinner's futile quest for righteousness 
through his own imperfect attempts to fulfill the law. When a sinner receives Christ, he also receives the gift of Christ's own righteousness. Uh, Jordan, leave that up for a second. It says, brings to an end the sinner's futile quest for righteousness through his own imperfect attempts to fulfill the law. How many here would admit to your own futile attempts that have been imperfect? You can't. And let me, let me, let me help you to those who are, are new to the Bible and understanding the purpose of the law. The law was designed not for you to make, not for you to um, perfectly fulfill it so you earn your way to heaven. The law was designed to show you your imperfections and lead you to Jesus. Okay, the way I explain it is this. Remember back in school, you got, uh, sometimes teachers would say grade on a curve or grade on a straight scale, right? How many of you preferred grading on a curve? Right? Why did you like grading on a curve? It's a higher grade because you looked at all the other people in your class. You're like, I know I'm smarter than that person. I know I'm going to get a better grade, right? Grading on a curve is about comparing the scores to others. Straight scale is just a straight scale, right? 90, 80, right? It's okay, but I prefer the curve. If you're pretty astute, you like the curve because it's comparison, right? God's scale on the law, perfection. One sin, you're done. The Bible says if you sin in one one, if you've ever sinned once, you're guilty of breaking the entire law. So it's not even a straight scale. It's one and done. So how many here, you don't have to raise your hands for this one, have ever sinned once? <laughs> you got two hands up. Thank you, Barry. So the purpose of the law is to say, Wow. Who can ever do that? That's impossible. If you say that's impossible, ding, 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 you understand the law. If the law says perfect, one and done, and you're like, are you kidding me? I've already broken umpteen times. I'm done. What do I do? Brings you to Jesus. And when you understand that, you understand freedom. You understand? That's the whole like, woohoo! Bell rings, freedom in Christ. Like it was one and done, and boy, oh boy, I got more than one. But through faith in Christ, I'm free. Yeah, that was the purpose of the law. That's what he's saying here, right? Don't don't get under bondage again, okay? And then the second command is, do not submit again to a yoke of slavery, okay? Now this word freedom. Uh, it, it refers to, in that culture, a legal document that would, uh, once it was signed, it would set a slave free, to be completely free in Roman, Roman society. So, there's a slave, they fill out this document. Freedom, in this context, means now you are just completely free. No strings attached. You're just a free person. Okay? That's what he's talking to. And so, what he's saying here is, do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. He's like, hey... It's like as if someone was in prison, and they're like, hey, man, great news, good news, you're free. Opens the door, he walks out, takes two steps, and goes right back into another cell. That's what he says. He's like, hey, you've been set free in Christ. Live in the freedom. Don't choose to go back 
into another cell. Right into bondage again. Right into lack of joy. And so for us, a lot of us, you know, initially here, my heart is for the church. Because I wonder how many of us in the church started with just Jesus. And then in all of our best of intentions to, to pursue God and to do all that we need to do for God, little by little, we ended up in a church cell. That's kind of just like radically emptied us of joy, the, the fruit of the Spirit. Because now we're still working with our best efforts and our best intentions, and, and it's just turned into me doing my best again, but it's not the Mosaic law. It's the law of whatever church I go to or whatever weight's been put on me. It's still a law, right? And so he says, don't, don't get out of that one. Stay in, here, stay in freedom, amen? You got to stay in freedom. Stand. He says, stand in your freedom, don't go from one cell to another, even though this cell has a different name, right? The, this cell is slave to sin. This is like the church cell, but it's very subtle. Stand in your freedom. Stand in your freedom, right? Again, John MacArthur says this, what kind of freedom is it? Well, it's freedom from the burden of sin, freedom from relentless guilt, Freedom from an accusing conscience. Freedom from the tyranny of our transgressions. Freedom from the terrible pressure and frustration of trying to be something other than you can be. Freedom from, in a word, sin's dominance. You've been set free. Set free. And now don't go back into some kind of bondage. Amen? Right? If you've been set free, find someone around you and just tell them, I'm free. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, hey, Barry, I'm free. I'm free, bro. I'm free from sin's bondage. I'm free from tyranny of God. Barry, I'm free. If you've been set free, the bell is just rung. Tell someone around you, I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> Doesn't it feel good to smile in church? Are we free to smile in church? Is that okay, Barry? Right? I better check. I better check. Right? Why is it so hard to say I'm free? I'm free. Right? You're clothed in the righteousness of Christ. It, it, we're free. Here's, a, here's another. You want to know? Here's a biblical, right? We, we've looked at this verse so many times here because I love this. Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we what? Rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Okay, remember justification is a legal declaration. Many of us look at God the judge. Well, there is a characteristic of him being judge. When you put your faith in Jesus, you are now justified. God the judge makes a legal once and for all declaration. You are now justified, which means in my eyes, you are not guilty, fully righteous. You're free. You're free to leave. Well, don't go just yet, but you're free, right? So the judge says you can go. You're free. You're declared not guilty, not only just not guilty, fully righteous. You're clothed in the righteousness of Christ. You are free. I mean, that's who you are as you sit here. You're free. You're free. And, and, and this is where... 
You know, I think, you know, we talked about the armor of God and, and spiritual battles. I think the scheme of the enemy is to come in and mess with that freedom. You're not, you're not doing enough. You don't measure up. Look at so-and-so. Why aren't you in a small group? Why aren't you? Why aren't you? Why aren't you? Why aren't you? Right? And the enemy gets in your head. And then it becomes performance again. And you get burdened again. Right? Rather than just being free. Just being free. Right? That, that, that's what we got to do. It's where we got to live. Okay? So we have this, what we, you can call that positional freedom, although it's positional into practice. Every day. Every day you can wake up. Thank you, Lord, I'm free. Every morning. It's not a once a year, July 4th thing. It's an every day. Thank you, Lord, I'm free in Jesus. I'm clothed in the righteousness of Christ. That might just change your whole day. Because many of us tend to, how many of you tend to speak very negatively to yourself about yourself? All the stuff you do wrong. You did it again. You said it again. You thought it again. What's wrong with you? You call yourself a Christian? Oh, if only the elders knew. <laughs> we do. And so... <laughs> we have eyes everywhere in this valley. <laughs> Cindy, I need to talk to you later. But I'm uh, just kidding. So... We, we, we beat ourselves up. And we hammer ourselves. And suddenly we, we're in this cell with all the other JV Christians who just can't make the cut to the varsity. We're on the bench. Just waiting. We're never going to call Barry. At least I'm not as far as Barry's at the way end of the bench. I'm closer to Barry, you know? And we're just sitting in the holding cell. Right? A lot of us, you know, we just, we're not focusing on the freedom and victory in Jesus that we have every day, 24-7, 365, positionally. We're focused on how bad we are. Where's that coming from? Well, the Bible says that the devil is an accuser. If you're feeling accused, it's not coming from God. He loves you. You're his child. You're his child. Okay? And so we have to be clear that biblical freedom that he's talking about here is the freedom in Christ to love God and love others. When we talk about being free, it's free to live a life that honors God. Okay, that's biblical freedom. You have to be careful that it's not what the world would call license. There's a huge difference between biblical freedom, which is free to love God, free to love others, to serve, to give everything. That's biblical freedom in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm free. I'm free of the fear of man. I'm free of, I'm free of what people think about me. I'm just free, right? Free to live a life that honors God. License is where you throw off all moral restraints and you're the boss and you can't tell me what to do and yeah, I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. It's my prerogative, if you remember that song, right? Like, see, you all dated yourself by my prerogative, right? It's my prerogative. You're not the boss of me. Anyone ever say that to a sibling? You're not the boss of me, right? So we have this idea that, that the world calls it freedom, but it's really license, that's not what we're talking about here. Biblical freedom is the freedom in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit to live a life that honors God. I'm free. I'm now free. Okay? M.R. Dahan says this. The believer is free, set at liberty, delivered, 
Salvation by grace means deliverance and freedom. There is no bondage for those who are in Christ. Now, as we shall see, liberty does not mean license to sin. Freedom does not mean we are not accountable for our conduct. So remember, we're not talking about license where you're the boss and you do whatever you want because you don't care. No, we're talking about biblical freedom. Freedom to make the right choices that honor God. That's what we're talking about. And so in Romans 6, the Apostle Paul, it's a longer passage, but he just hits it right on the head. And we're going to read it in the New Living Translation. And what he's talking about is before you were free in Christ, the Bible says you were a slave to sin. You were a slave to sin. Once you put your faith in Jesus, the Bible says now you just have a new master. It's God. And it's not a slave driver negative thing. It's like, I willingly submit. I want to submit. They call it a slave of righteousness, right? A servant of righteousness, right? So in Romans six seventeen it says this. Thank God. Once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin. And you have become slaves to righteous living. Because of the weakness of your human nature... I am using the illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now, you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do, things that end in eternal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? Amen. How many of you have a list of things you're ashamed of? You're what we would call BC days before Christ, right? You're just like, like, whoa, right? Well, that was who you were before you knew Jesus. You were a slave to sin. Yeah. Now you're born again through faith in Jesus. You now want to serve God. Right? How many of you, honestly, how many of you want to honor God with your life? Not, I'm just saying you're perfect. You just want to. Okay. That's a fruit of a changed heart. Because how many of you who just raised your hand at one point in your life, you really wanted nothing to do with God and could care less? My hand's up. Like I tell you, you know, my friends from high school and back in San Diego, they still like, you do what? You, 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 you're a pastor? Yeah, because they know my list from high school. They grew up with me. They saw me before up here on this side of the podium, right? But when it comes to them, I'm free in Christ. By the grace of God, I am what I am, right? By the grace of God, you are what you are, okay? And so we're talking about this freedom to live, and it's done in the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, you got to do it in and through in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, it's not a license to do whatever you want. It's freedom. It's freedom. Look at Galatians 5. Jordan, we're going to go to Galatians 5.13. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another... Watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Look at that again. For you were called to what? Freedom. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, 
but through love serve one another. So we're free in Christ, but it's not just for me. I now use this freedom for you. Amen? Right? Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm free to serve you. <laughs> They're like, oh, really? Right? I'm free to serve you. I'm free to love you, right? Look at 1 Peter 2.16. Live as people who are what? Not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Do you see? This is what freedom enables us to do. When I'm free in Christ, it is no longer about me. It's all about God and others. I am just free, free, free. Right? Charles Swindoll says this. This freedom offers us a new lifestyle. Now we have the ability to live by the Spirit's power. We are free to obey God and do His will. What? Joyfully. We can love and serve others. We're able to enter into the Lord's presence through prayer, experiencing a close personal relationship with Him. Before salvation, we couldn't take advantage of any of these benefits. We were penniless, pathetic slaves to sin. But now, as wealthy freed men and women, we can enjoy them to the fullest, Christ has set us free so that we may enjoy our freedom. Amen? Amen. Enjoy our freedom. Leave that up for a sec, Jordan. Everyone say, enjoy. enjoy. Okay. When was the last time you enjoyed your freedom in Christ? Because many of us, again, got to get to church. Got to read my Bible. Got to get on Zoom. Got to, got to, got to, got to, got to. Many of us are not enjoying our freedom in Christ. We're too busy in this cell trying to deal with this yoke that's been heaped upon us. Enjoy our freedom. How many of you who went to Nordoff enjoyed yourself? Right? Right? You, were, you enjoyed yourself. It's almost like in the church, we have to give you permission to enjoy Jesus. I don't know where that came from. Like, enjoy Jesus. Like, enjoy the church. Now, the church is imperfect, and I always tell you, right? You've heard me say this umpteen times in 11 years. If you find the perfect church, don't join it. Why? Because you'll mess it up, right? <laughs> there is no perfect church, amen? amen? You're sitting around imperfect people. You rode to this building with imperfect people. Some of you might have been angry on your drive here. And I've shared this with the four, like families that are fighting and spouses that are fighting, and we watch you all the way into the parking lot. <laughs> and you park, and a miracle happens from there to the front door. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. God bless you, brother. How's the family? Great. We have ring cameras all over the place. We see. <laughs> We just watch film afterwards. It's like so good. No, just kidding. We just have to get back to the place of enjoying our freedom. We overcomplicate it. We seriously overcomplicate it. And because we overcomplicate it, we go out into this world that simply wants freedom, and we overcomplicate it for them. We lay a whole lot of yokes of bondage onto them when it's just about Jesus. And they get confused. And they just, I got to do what? 
Yeah, and you got and then you got then and, and instead of the freedom that comes in Jesus, they left with a list of ten things they have to do. Now I'm not saying you know I get it, best of intentions. I've been guilty of that too, but we just got to go back to enjoying our freedom. Keep it simple, just like simple. You know, and, and, and that's one of the challenges. Even when we, you know, have a roadmap, we have a roadmap for service, and we meet at 8 o'clock, and we try to dial everything in, and we don't want any mess-ups technically, da-da-da-da-da. And, and in the midst of that, sometimes for us, it's a challenge just to keep it simple. You know, is the, is the lighting just right? Is it going to be too hot? And all of that, little by little, can start to quench our joy. It just quenches our joy. And by the time you guys get here, the most of you get here, the guys and girls that have been here since 7.30 or 8, we're like tied up in knots because the live stream's not working and because, you know, uh, the coffee machine's broken. We're like, Ugh. And it's all with the best of intentions, but we can lose the simplicity of just being free in Christ. Amen? Okay, so we, we, we just have to do that. And so... Words of encouragement to you, the church. If you, if you are kind of feeling in bondage and you're feeling like I lost my joy, I lost my freedom, I'm not enjoying it anymore, I just want to give you a couple of verses. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Amen? Now remember that word new means never existed before. Okay? The way I explain it is Sometimes a uh, car, uh, Ford or whatever, they'll come out with a new, newer version. And then they'll come out with a new model, the prototype that has never existed before. When it says you're a new creation in Christ, you've never existed before. You're brand new. The old is gone. You're just not a, it's not just that you're cleaning up and you're a better version of yourself. You're a brand new version. Amen? You're brand new. You're brand new. You're a new creation, okay? You're free in Christ. You're new. Brand new. Never existed before. Romans 6, 4. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live what? New lives. Let me put it this way. Free lives. Free lives. In Christ you have the freedom to live a new free life. Amen? Okay, that's a choice you have to make. That's a choice I have to make. And I shared this with, with you before about the weird sort of peer pressure in the church. If some of you actually fell in love with Jesus again and purposed in your heart to live a new life and enjoy your freedom, who might the peer pressure come from? The other church people. What happened to you? Oh, now you're all spiritual. Now you're raising your hands. Oh, oh, oh. Now you're on the varsity. Oh, it's so weird. Like, some of you want to just, like, be free, right? You just want to be free. But you know who you're concerned about? Your family members and your close friends who have seen you all these years in church. What are they going to think about me? What are they going to think about me? Right? Years and years ago, uh, before we came to Ojai, I was asked to speak. I was a youth pastor, and one of my friends was a, um, a high school pastor for, uh, I think it was a Presbyterian church down in Orange County. They were doing a, um, 
uh, high school retreat at Mammoth. So he said, hey, can you come up and be the speaker? So I went up there, and we got to know each other, got to know the kids, and got to know there were two older ladies, senior ladies, who would come up to do the food, right? And so we're talking. We brought our worship team up there, and we're trying to get freedom and just freedom in worship, right? And this particular church didn't really, didn't really do this, right? And we're sharing, and throughout the weekend, I'm talking, we're worshiping, and I'll never forget this. After one of the sessions, I'm walking back, and one of the older ladies goes like this. I go, what? She goes, I did this. I'm like, praise God. Like, she did this. And to her, that was freedom. She took a baby step of freedom to just go here. And some of you, you know, I, I got, sometimes you're like, ah, but what are they going to think about me? Oh, you know, and so you do this, or you do this for a little bit. You know, you, or you do this, or you do this, right? It, you, it, you, we're really safe, right? But if I did this, oh, right? We have to enjoy our freedom. We have to be free in Christ, even free of what we think church people will think about us. Now, it doesn't mean there's not order and there's not anything. And I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about a heart that's free to love God and worship God and even be free of what church people think about us. Just be free. Just be free. Romans 6. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer what? Slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. You know what that means? You can say no. Before you knew Jesus, you were a slave to sin. You know Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying it's easy, but you can say no. Amen? That's freedom. That's true freedom to say no. I'm not going to give in to that temptation. No, I'm not going to repeat that pattern. No, I'm a new creation in Christ. I say no to you, sin. That's freedom. That's freedom. But a lot of us are still living in the bondage because we don't accept that. We don't believe it. You're not living a new life. You're just living a cleaned up version of the old one. You gotta accept the truth, the biblical truth. You are no longer a slave to sin. You can say no. You can say no, right? And so uh, here's what I wanna do, and we're gonna uh, watch a video, but before we do that, I just wanna encourage you. We talked a lot about enjoying our freedom, being free in Christ. And my guess is, because most of you are church, I'm guessing many of you online are church, something has resonated with something, a yoke of slavery and bondage, and I'm just, yeah, I lost that joy, that last day of school bell and the simplicity of trusting Jesus, and I just want to, just want to, ugh, right? Sometimes, how many of you ever get to that point, like, I just want to, ugh, I just want to throw off all the bondage, I just want to be free, right? I'm guessing some of you are like that. Now, maybe there's an issue in your life, maybe... There is a sin issue or something, and, and it's been putting you in bondage. Today could be your day, your Independence Day. You could take a first step today. Just take a first step. Some of you, it might not even be a negative thing, but you're like, God, you know, I want to just be free to pursue godliness. I just want to be free to, to just engage with the church and serve and just be free in Jesus, just to, just to follow Jesus freely, right? It's a, good, it's a good thing you want to do, right? 
Sometimes we think about sanctification as always putting off negative, negative, negative. A lot of people in the church, you're in bondage to doing good, 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 good. You want to break free. You want to go to a men's conference. You want to go on a mission trip. You want to, right? You want to serve. And you're like, oh, I want to go to Mexico. Oh, 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 I got to break free from my fear. Some of us in the church, you want to bust out for Jesus. You do. And I don't know what's holding you back. So we're going to watch this video. And my prayer for you is as you watch this, that God will speak to your heart about being free and setting you free. Some of you have seen this, many of you haven't. The prayer again is, what is God calling you to do? It's the very first step in your freedom, okay?
So uh, what does God want to do in your life? Where do you need to be set free? It might, it might be a miraculous, immediate turnaround. It might take a long time, but you're moving in freedom. Amen? You got to take the first step. You got to take the first step. And this past Thursday with our men's group, we watched a devotional. And, uh, it was actually uh, by Tim Tebow. And, and he, one of the core points we talked about was a lot of people live uh, one day versus this day. One day I'm going to get right with God. One day I'm going to serve. One day I'm going to get, one day, one day I'll make it right. One day. And he's like, how about this day? How about we stop living one day, one day, one day, and just make today, July 4th, 2021, this day. This day. This day I purpose to enjoy my freedom. This day I purpose to take one step, one baby step forward in freedom. Whatever the issue is, whatever the bondage is, this day, not one day, this day, today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, just make a choice. Make a choice. Maybe the first choice is to write it down. Maybe it's to share it with someone, an accountability partner, an encouragement partner, a prayer partner, someone who can actually help you. But instead of kicking the can down the road to one day, make it this day because you're free. This day. Pick something in your life. It could be something, again, maybe it's a sin, maybe it's a sinful issue, it's a habit that's kept you in bondage. Maybe it's just, I want to bust free. I want to just, whatever it is, make it this day. Not one day. This day. Because you're free. In Christ, you are free. Make it this day, right? And for those of you who maybe now it's like, oh, I understand Christianity so much better on July 4th. Because you walked in and you thought Christianity, quite frankly, was about following rules and regulations and judge and jury and condemnation. And this whole freedom thing was the last thing you associated with Christianity. That's my guess for some of you here and some of you watching online that freedom and Christianity were not said in the same sentence in your mind. And you may want that freedom in Christ, right? That comes from simply trusting in Jesus. The Apostle Paul, in 2 Corinthians 3, he talks about, he said, you know, I would go to these cities and I would share the gospel, but the people that I was talking to, they had what he called a veil over their heart. It was a hardened heart. They didn't get it. They didn't understand that all the scripture was pointing to Jesus. They had a veil over their heart, right? But look what he says in 2 Corinthians 3, 16 to 18. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the spirit. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. What's the glorious truth for those of you this morning? If you've never turned to Jesus, that verse says, when you turn to him, the veil is lifted and there is freedom. There is freedom for many here, many online today, July 4th, Independence Day. Could be the greatest eternal Independence Day, <laughs> turn to him. Turn to him in the simplicity of faith and trust. Romans 3, but now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law, as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. 
We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God in his grace really makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. That is why we can say we are free on this July 4th. We are free. Not only free to know that our eternal destiny is set, but we are free to live new lives. We are free to leave here making this day different than any other day, and you're going to leave here, and you're just going to make choice after choice after choice in the freedom that is yours. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for reminding us on this July 4th, 2021, in Galatians, it says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. We are free, and that is why Jesus came. And so, Father, I want to pray for my brothers and sisters in the church already, but for whatever reason, have taken on a yoke of slavery, of bondage again. I pray in this time of preparation for communion that we would confess it, we would turn from it, and we would come back to freedom in Christ as believers. That when we say freedom, we, we, we have joy, we smile, because we're free. We're free. In Christ, we are free. And I pray for those that that maybe through the video, they recognize there's an area in their life that they need to move in freedom. They need to move in power of the Holy Spirit. I pray you would make that clear. The first step, this day, not one day, this day. They would choose in the power of the Holy Spirit to do something practical, tangible, measurable in freedom. To honor and glorify you in this area. And then I pray for dear friends here and online and listening. that just need, first and foremost, on this July 4th, to receive the freedom from the penalty of sin through faith in Jesus. You say in 2 Corinthians, whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. So Father, those right now that are turning to you, remove the veil. Let them know how much you love them. Let them know that Jesus Christ was crucified, died, was buried, and rose from the dead for their sin. He paid the price. Through faith in Christ, we are free. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. I pray for those now that need to simply receive the gift of salvation through faith in Jesus. The best way you know how, just talk to God. Say, God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you. And then the best way I know how, I'm trusting Jesus. I'm trusting Jesus. I'm putting my faith. I'm believing in Jesus as Lord and Savior. Thank you that I could never fulfill the law. But it's brought me to Jesus today. So I humbly receive the gift of salvation through faith alone in Jesus. Thank you. We are going to uh, allow you time to take communion. There's cups in the rows in front of you on the seat. This is your time.
for prayer, for reflection. Jesus says, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Uh, the cup has two sides. You can open the bread side first and then flip it over. And During this time of uh, communion, you can pray and just take communion whenever you're ready. And then uh, when we're done, Randy will come up and close the service.